Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I love that first lesson today. It's one of my favorite passages in all the New Testament. That beautiful vision that Paul hangs up for people about that day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means that in the end, God wins. That in the end, God will have God's way with the world. What a wonderful way to begin a day like World Communion Sunday. But I ask you this. Did you look in the mirror this morning? I'll bet some of you did. I hope so. I had that little discussion with my youngest grandson uh, this week when they stayed at the house after he and I had gotten into a little cotton candy that I'd set aside secretly for the both of us. I said, go look in the mirror and make yourself clean before someone catches us. Now, most of us do spend a little time in front of the mirror. Some people longer than others. Um, I find that those who don't probably should. So let's say you study yourself in front of the mirror and you're considering things. And as you look into that mirror, is that the reality of who you are? Does it tell the real story? Does the real you shine through what you see there? Or is it a facade? Is it makeup? Is it something you put on for the day? Is it just flat out wrong? What's written on your face when you look in that mirror? Are you unhappy or happy? Does it show? Are you sad? Are you worried? Are you upset? Are you lost? You can see it there. Or what's communicated through your eyes when you look in the mirror? Does it say, I'm tired? Or I'm done? Or I'm excited? Or maybe it says, I've given up. Let's face it. Staring in the mirror is a stark reminder of how others are going to experience you that day. Like it or not, mirrors, they don't lie. In our Gospel for today, Jesus tells us a story that is sort of a mirror for us. He holds it up, asking for the whole world. All who say they believe in Jesus, all who say they would follow Jesus, who love Jesus, he holds up this mirror and says, take a look. Take a long, hard look at yourself. This story serves as a powerful warning and reminder that God knows us quite apart from the roles that we play and the masks that we wear and the makeup we put on, the lip service that we pay. And the answers that we give this gospel account reminds us 
of what God sees when looking at us. And it teaches us what God does and does not look for in His people. So when Jesus holds up this mirror and He says to His disciples, take a close look. And as Jesus holds up this mirror in front of you and me, ask yourself, does Jesus see one who does faith? Or one who just talks about it? Do you see an affected, changed, forgiven sinner who has said yes to Jesus and actually does it? Well, the first mere issue is this. It's pretty easy to see what God is not looking for in those who would become followers. Number one, God's not looking for human willpower. The son who said yes had plenty of willpower, but never went and did anything about it. He had the power to say the words, to talk the talk, but he couldn't live it out. Human willpower is like that, isn't it? It might get you to the altar, but it's not going to get you through an entire marriage. Human willpower might keep your face out of the brownies and ice cream, but it's not going to help you deal with the real problems that are going on inside. Human willpower can maybe make you laugh for a moment, but it is not going to make you happy. God is not looking for human willpower. That's Richard Simmons, not God. <laughs> Secondly, when God holds up a mirror to you and to I, He is not expecting to see perfection. That son in the story who finally delivered, I mean, think about him. At first he said no. And then he went out and did what his father had requested Rejected him at first, outright, and then went out and did it. The tax collectors and the sinners and the morally bankrupt in Jesus' day, they were corrupt, but ultimately, many of them became followers and lovers and devotees of Jesus Christ. This story makes it very plain that it's never too late to do the right thing. when you hold up that mirror, remember that God doesn't need to see perfection. And third, as we hold up the mirror, know that Jesus is not hoping to see people who think they have it all together. I've told some of you this before, but I have a dream. I have a vision of a church where we post on our marquee or our main sign out in front, the neighborhood church, a church for screwed up people. <laughs> All messed up people are welcome here. Will you join us? I mean, how refreshing for someone who's not here yet to, to actually see someone say the truth. 
Luther, one of the reformers in our tradition, put it well, evangelism or outreach is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. We're all in the same boat. So Jesus holds up this mirror for us. What do you see? Someone with great human willpower or someone who's perfect or someone who has it all together? I mean, where can I get a mirror like that? (laughs) That's not what I see when I look in the mirror. So worthy of consideration on this World Communion Sunday is God's vision globally for the church. Not just right here, but globally. What is it that God hopes and wants to see globally in God's church when we look in the mirror? What does God hope to see in you and me to all who say they love and follow Jesus who want to become more like Jesus in our daily living. This is what I think shows up in Scripture. First of all, God wants to see in that mirror, and we should see in that mirror, forgiven people. Folks who understand the reality of who they are, how they've messed up, how they fail, and how they've been saved through Jesus Christ. How God keeps picking us back up again and again. Folks who stand for something. People with integrity who talk the talk and walk the walk. And maybe do more of the walking than the talking. The number one thing in every poll in America today, the number one thing that keeps people from becoming Christians. You know what it is? It's Christians. That's what they say. Like Gandhi, they say, we kind of admire Jesus or we love your Jesus. It's Jesus' followers I can't stand. I mean, God wants to see... In that mirror, we should see in that mirror people who are working at it. Who understand that we're a project under construction. God's not done with us yet. We're trying to do more of the right things and less of the wrong things. We're people who are striving to get better at living out our faith, not worse. I had that conversation in the most remarkable place last or two weeks ago with our handyman, the person who comes around. I get to work on the house on different projects. He was crawling underneath the dishwasher, repairing a little leaking gasket in there. And he he knows from other conversations what I do. And I don't know if he just felt hard pressed to have this kind of conversation with a pastor or not, but. While he's underneath that dishwasher, he said, you know, Pastor, I'm working hard at things. And I said, yeah, I know. I really appreciate it. You're under the dishwasher and you're working on 
he said, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm working on big things. Like, I'm trying to become a better person. I'm trying to become a better dad for my kids. I'm trying to become a better husband for my wife. Even though we're divorced, I'm still trying to become better for her. I'm just working at it like I'm a project. And I just said, Joe, God's got you. God loves you for doing that. God hopes that we see when we look in that mirror people who are working at it. And the third thing I think Scripture tells us is that God hopes we see in that mirror people who are leaning on Jesus. Who know they need saving, that they're a project, God's project. People who are paying attention to what God says, trying to be more like Jesus as best we can. People who are keeping their eyes on the ball. People who are watching what they fill up their lives with. That's what God wants to see. When He holds up that mirror, that's what we ought to see when we look in the mirror. Forgiven people. People who are working at it. People who are leaning on Jesus. Folks, mirrors don't lie. They show us the way things really are. But sometimes we kid ourselves. We look in that mirror and we say, hey man, that's great. Thumbs up. Fantastic. You're doing it. You're looking good. You're living out life the way it's supposed to be lived. Who are we kidding? God knows us better than we know ourselves. God knows the truth. What's going on inside and how we really are. Across the globe, nobody knows God's people better than God does. This is not a mere that God holds up for us in order to depress us or paralyze us. But it's a mirror that God asks us to look in, hoping that by the grace and power of God, there will be a day when we look in that mirror and we enjoy the view. Amen. Glory be to you, Heavenly Father, through Christ our Lord, who with the Holy Spirit reigns eternally, one God, now and always.